guys. This is Jill and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. All right. Not the outcome we wanted. Now we are tied at 2-2 for the series. Kings had opportunities. They had multiple opportunities and, you know, they didn't get it. Their, their youth and inexperience showed and you know, even just the play of some of the players like, you know, Monk on those fast breaks that was just out of control. And yes, part of its youth, but that's also part of the give and take that you get with Monk's game, right? That's nothing new for us. But the hard part is you feel like you gave one away, right? Because... The Warriors essentially tried to hand it to you at the end and, and, you know, you couldn't take advantage of it and we don't know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, that's why, you know, one team is a four time depending champ defending champion. And for another, this is their first, first time. And so how are they going to respond to it? Right. We saw how they responded to it to an elite, right? They did what they needed to do at home. The Warriors did what they needed to do at home. Now it's back on your court. And you need to take advantage of that. It's the place is going to be crazy. Um, but I'm also hoping we don't see again Warriors fans invade because now it's a two-two series. Um damn, yeah, it's just they had it. They had it. It was a great first half. And then the calls, right, didn't go their way. But can't just blame it on the calls, right? There were also multiple times that they did not get the second chance, that they did not get the rebound that led to a second chance points for the Warriors. That had nothing to do with foul calls. If things are already going against you, you have to do the little things. You got to get the hustle plays. You can't stand and watch a shot. And there were multiple times there were three to four Kings players just standing and watching a shot while a Wiggins or a Dante DiVincenzo, right, is, is running in for the rebound. And that's nothing new with this team, right? Like, that's not new. And so, but those are things in the playoffs you can't do and you have to clean up. And they did such a good job in the first half. And in the third quarter, it really hurt them. And you can say the third quarter was was what led to the downfall because in the fourth they came back right they won the fourth quarter but it was that third quarter that got them you know and and when you have players like Steph Curry who you know you don't and Clay Thompson shooting you don't want to give them second chance opportunities um it was a good game by Fox in the first came back in the fourth but I thought the Warriors did a good job of of handling him in the third, they adjusted. And, you know, Kern made the adjustment of putting Draymond in and the Kings didn't look prepared for that either. Um, you know, it's it's rough because we know we could have been up 3-1. We could have been up 3-1. Um, you know, and, and now we're going to see, right? When push comes to shove, how is this team going to respond? Right. This is the first time this team has been put in this situation. How are they going to respond based on how they responded all year? 
right? I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to be ready. But, you know, I mean, again, it's, we have to wait and see. But we need Kevin Herter to show up. Man, I'm so proud of Keegan Murray. After all the talk of that kid this last week and, you know, making changes to the lineup and all that stuff, that kid came out and shut everybody up. Shut everybody up. So proud of them. So proud. But now, you know what? We need Kevin Herter to wake up, right? He's been a huge part of this team all season. And we need him to wake up. Because part of the thing was, you're having to play Monk way more minutes that he's not necessarily always getting because you would be putting a Kevin Herter in and then switching back and forth. And... That's not happening, but you're getting a a Davion Mitchell, right? Who's stepping up and so proud of that kid too, man. Um, The defense, he's showing it on offense. He's just been a joy. Um, But we need, we need Herder and, and Domas. We need Domas, man. It's people were counting Looney out and they, they never should have because This is Looney. Like, this has always been Looney, right? Like, this is his game. And we've seen with Domas before where he has trouble with some, you know, with more physical centers, right, than others. And it's showing. And I think at times he's getting kind of out of control, maybe even trying to force things because he's frustrated, which I get. Um, But that's also part of the thing of the Warriors and the Kings playing each other. They have so many similarities and things that they know how to go at each other compared to going against other teams. And that's a good thing and a bad thing for both teams, right? Um, and, And Kerr and Brown know each other. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a test of, of who, of who's going to step up and how or who is not right and and how and i'm not sure and how it's going to be um man the kings and in, in transition they got killed in transition right there were there were time they miss when the kings miss layups right and don't go up strong it's almost a guaranteed basket on the other end, regardless of who they're playing, right? And the Warriors have players that are going to take advantage of that. But that's been an issue for this team most of the season. And unfortunately, it happens in <laughs> key situations. And then, you know, you had Golden State making turnovers, and then you didn't take advantage of those turnovers. and. Golden State makes a lot of turnovers on the road, but they're a team that makes few at home. And so when they make them at home, you need to take advantage of them. And the Kings did not. They didn't. Um, In this game, they were the 18th percentile in transition. 18th percentile in the league in transition. The Warriors, 
88 percentile. Yeah, the Warriors. At 166.7 and the Kings at 100. Not going to cut it. And you know what is frustrating? Is what percentage of possession started with the transition play was 71 percentile for the Kings and 1% for the Warriors. Kings had that, the Warriors had that little 1%, but they capitalized on every single one. Kings were in the 71st percentile in frequency and then were in the 18th percentile when it came to actually getting points off of it. Now, points off of possession in transition. The Kings were in the 28th percentile. Nada. Golden State, 56th percentile at a plus three. When you lose a game by one, right? Again, you can look at second chance points that you gave them in the third. Transition, not taking advantage of the transition. Third, turnovers. Your turnovers off of their misses. Can't happen against good teams. And it's not even just the Warriors. That's playoff basketball. You have to take advantage of your opportunities. You have to. Warriors, again, still didn't even do, they did a good job of that, but they also still tried to hand it away and the Kings didn't take advantage of it. And man, I would have loved that shot for Barnes to go in. For all the crap that Barnes takes from the Warriors, from the Golden State fans, man, I just... I wish that guy could have had that shot. But you're also seeing how hard of a matchup this is on Barnes. Right? And I don't think this is anything new for us. When you have really good shooters and young, right? And youth and speed, right? You have to have that um, on your side too. And and they have exploited Barnes at times, but they've also exploited Monk. You know, they've exploited Herder. I mean, it's not even just Barnes. You're seeing it on a lot of the wings. And also how our defenders are not taking, right? The When Looney's coming up and setting screens or Draymond's coming up and setting screens to get Steph open, And you see Kings players going away from it. Like, you can't do that with Curry. Like, you can't. Um, And so, again, these are things, right? They're going to be addressed. The team fully knows, you know? And and I'm excited to see how they they come out on on Wednesday. You're going to have two more days of, of practice. I I mean, I have to say I'm not really a fan of all these days between games, but, you know, it is what it is. Like you have an Eastern Conference that's already done and and you have a team over there, right, who was already done with four games before two other teams have even played their third game. So, again, like I don't really get how the NBA scheduling is, especially when you have a team in Sacramento and San Francisco. It's not like they're traveling far, but, you know, what are you going to do? 
But this is also why you wanted home court advantage, right? It's now a best of three series. And the Kings have two games on their home court. Can you close it out and do it? Can you prove everybody wrong, right? You've already proved a bunch of people wrong because a bunch of people had you getting swept, right? That there was no way you were even going to win a game, right? And then you go up 0-2 and then, you know, then you have all the conspiracy theories being thrown around by everywhere. And I, I would like to say those two games at Golden State, you know, shut everybody up on the conspiracy theories. But, you know, let's be real. We know people love the hot takes. We know people love narratives. It's not going to shut people up. But you know what? I try and ignore it. And I try and do my level-headed thing, um, you know, which some people like and some people don't, you know, because some people want to be mad. But I just keep trying to think long-term, big picture. It's going to suck if we lose. 100% it's going to suck. But it was never going to be easy going against the defending champs, regardless of their seed. Like, I mean, that's... And to me, if you're going to move on, I want to move on against the best, right? And taking out the defending champs would go a big way right towards that. But I have to say, if you're a person who have never watched a basketball game before and the player saw your first time watching, you're not going to know what the hell a foul is. The whole first half, right? The refs barely called anything. Like, And on both sides, guys were getting thrown around. But then the third quarter comes and it's like everything's a foul. And then we get to the fourth and then it's complete opposite again. But that also makes it hard to even adjust and play in game because you literally know, don't know what's going to be, you know, called on, on any given time on both sides, right? Like not even to just talk about one side, but both sides. But the free throw differential, you know, was crazy. But also, there were multiple times the Kings stopped also, you know, taking it to the paint. And so you're also not going to get that. Um, you know, the same way the Warriors weren't also getting it in the first two games because they were chucking up threes, right? Everyone was mad that, you know, oh, there's a conspiracy and the it's not even about the Kings, but the NBA is rigged against the Warriors, right? Even though they've won, you know, four, four championships. Um, but they were mad about the free throw differential. But the Warriors, <laughs> it's just an example in the first game, right? The Warriors were in the penalty, in the penalty with over seven minutes. So that means you were getting your whistle, right? The Warriors were in the penalty because they were calling fouls on the Kings and you were in the penalty with over seven minutes to go. But in the fourth quarter, you took three shots in the paint. So tell me, where are those foul calls going to be coming from? I haven't seen the shot chart for the Kings, but my guess, and again, I could be wrong because I'm saying I haven't seen the shot chart, that it didn't feel like the Kings were totally attacking either. And so, you know, but also, the Kings were getting called on a lot of touch fouls. So, you know, um, it's it's one of those things. But again, the Kings still had their opportunities at the end of the game. They came back, right, four minutes ago. They had multiple opportunities and multiple turnovers by the Warriors. 
and the Kings then turned over the ball themselves. You can't do it on the road against the defending champs. You can't do it. And and that's just all there is to it. Take it outside of everything else that happened. You still had a chance to win the game and it didn't happen. I don't want to be like the Warriors fans and be making excuses and all this stuff. You had a chance to win the game. You didn't do it. End of end of end of discussion. We move on, right? Fix the little things, right? Improve the little things and go to the next game. Transition. Second chance points. Turnovers. Clean them up. Go into game five. And let's rock it, right? Like, I'm just having a hell of a time watching this team. And I'm proud of them. And I know there's people pissed and all this stuff. But, like, I'm proud of this team, too. Because there were multiple opportunities that this team could have thrown in the towel. And they did not. They came back every single time and still had a shot to win the damn game. It didn't happen. But that's also part of this core group of learning. And it sucks that they're having to learn these things. And we get told they're going to have to learn these things. As a fan, you know, you hate it. And as a player, I'm sure it's even, not even, I'm sure it's more frustrating. You know, it's more frustrating as a player to even be on the, I mean, these are these guys, this is them, right? It's easy for us to say it as fans, but I have faith. I have faith in these guys. We've had faith all year. And it'd be a hell of a, it'd be a hell of a thing to do it. Can they show up in game five? Because you know, you know all the narratives right now are gonna be. Nope, the Warriors tied it two two. The King's inexperience is showing. Here come the defending champs. You know, we should have known. No. The Kings have had just as much opportunity and have looked just as good, in my opinion, as anything else. Anything else. It's there for the taking if they grab it. It's there for the taking. Now, with their inexperience, can they rise to the challenge? Is the belief still there? I'd like to think so. I have no reason, again, not to think that it wouldn't be there. And and Mike Brown's saying now, they can't keep continuing to beg for calls. He said they wasted too many possessions driving and throwing up shots not even in the second half monk did it multiple times in the first and if once you have to realize they're not gonna call it and so you can't just keep doing it so as he says you have to knock the guys out the refs are going to bail you out you got to play the right way when we're playing fast and a hundred percent that's it like you you can't have four plays to learn that this is how it's going to be you got to recognize it you got to recognize it. And again, that's part of youth. And that's part of, can they do it? Can they do it? So, you know, I mean, it's, but man, I'm proud of Fox too, right? Dude's averaging like 31 points this series. I mean, he's shown up. He's done everything that you could ask for him. Now it's time for the rest of them to show up with him. Can they do it? We will find out. As always, go Kings.